This is U.S. Anfield. What is up, everybody? Two brothers in the darkness after the mighty Reds defeat in Kiev, searching for hope, searching for meaning, and searching for a purpose. Alas, the Reds hath no pity. Enter Fabinho. Enter Allison. Redemption in Madrid for number six. The rebirth of the 30-year sleeping giants. Cometh the moment. Cometh the brothers. Welcome to the resurrection. Bobby Newport never had a real job <laughs> in his life. <laughs> what is up, everybody? We are back on this Easter. What an appropriate day to have a resurrection podcast, eh, Corey? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Man, um, you know, there's there's a lot to be celebratory about, Jesus and all that good stuff, but I'm, I'm real happy to be sitting across um, safely social distancing from you, about uh, 3,000 miles apart, uh, yeah. able to still, you know, bring the people what they ask for. The resurrection mm-hmm. yeah, I of mean, the there, U.S. Anfield podcast. There was an obvious outcry. There was an outcry. We needed to fill the gap, a void in people's lives that has been present for over a year. And, you know, since so many people were asking for this podcast, we we are, you know, we're men of the people. And boy, we, we've, uh, we're excited to be back. There's so much to catch up on, so much to talk through. Uh, so much has changed in both of our lives for good, bad, and indifferent. And, um, you know, hopefully by the end of this, uh, you know, pandemic we're, we're suffering through, we'll get to see the Reds lift their, uh, their first Premier League title in 30 years. Exactly. And now, especially we get to keep, we get to kind of document the pandemic. So when our kids get older, they'll be like, what was it like? And they'll be like, oh, do you just talk to Uncle Casey about soccer? Like you always do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about your life changed. Okay, very, very cool. Not, so not very much toilet paper. Those, of, uh, those loyal fans of you who were around for the last podcast know our final show ended the day after uh, the Reds lost to, Madrid, to Real Madrid in Kiev in the Champions League final. Um, so we've got you know, almost two years to make up and, and, and fill you guys in on where, where our lives have gone and what we're doing now. Um, we're going to take a little journey through some of the high points and low points of uh, what Liverpool has been up to in the time that we've not been potting and then, uh, you know, get you fully caught up. And again, um, hopefully we get a resolution one way or another. I don't quite frankly, I don't care if it's behind closed doors or not, because I'm sitting in the States watching it. So I just want to see, <laughs> I just want to see us win it and the season not be voided, but it doesn't seem the more and more you read, the more and more that seems more unlikely. And, uh, you know, we feel pretty good about, just winning two more games and, and putting it to bed. Yeah, I mean, obviously. My main hope, I want that Premier League World Cup edition, you know. <laughs> like, uh, if I'm going to be trapped at home, yes, I will take three games a day for three weeks or a month or however long it takes and just watch soccer all day or football. Um, yeah, it, it, it would be kind of a dream come true to be – drinking from a fire hydrant of, of the Reds uh, for, for the next few weeks. So hopefully that gets sorted out. So, you know, last time when we uh, – our last show, we kind of documented what we were going off to do. Um, you know, Corey at that time had 
baby baby twin girls um was going into what grad school or doctors what do you call it yeah i never yeah, made it that so. far i don't know what it's called <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so the last time that i recorded um yeah i was living with my in-laws i had we were getting ready to buy a house and i had i think they were like nine months old yeah daughters yeah Maybe, maybe, a little, yeah, no, there were a year because the birthday's in May, May right. so it was right after the June final. And then I just started grad school. Um, so I, and it's a two year program, so I am about done. Um, I, I was supposed to walk in May, uh, but obviously things have changed. So walking in, in October, which is good because I kind of had like a, I had to take a summer class anyway. So I was going to walk and then do a class. So I'd rather just be like, take the class and then walk. Um, yeah, so almost done there. And I basically just been doing that for <laughs> the last two years, just taking care of tiny terrors. Yeah. I love them, but I wouldn't wish twins on the worst enemy. <laughs> um, you know, I wish daughters, but not twins. Once uh, once we broke, you know, Corey went off to do this thing. I um, I began new work for Tesla, um, so that's been a huge commitment of mine. I'm really proud of the company I work for and love working for them. And uh, Corey knows I'm I'm definitely a work first kind of guy. Really sink myself into my career and my profession, and don't want to do a good job. I was also training a lot jiu jitsu, Brazilian jiu jitsu at that time, and really wanted to give more time for that and focus. And if you don't know, Corey lives in Washington State, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and so dealing with the two-hour time difference and then just really combating uh, priorities in each other's lives just made it a real challenge to to be able to do so. And, and you know, I think we kind of got ahead of ourselves um, as a young podcast, wanting to make it more than what it was and just enjoying chatting about the Reds and having a good time. So, um, you know, we're, we're back, I think, with uh, fresh energy and renewed spirits and renewed direction of what we want this to be and what we, what we want to do it for. And it was always just a way for us to kind of ditch our wives and kids and talk about foot, talk about footy and the Reds for, for an hour a week and escape a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day monotony. Um, but super excited to be back. Um, you know, we've, we've lived through a lot and grown through a lot, and both of us has grown and changed in, in different ways. And, you know, hopefully you guys will uh, learn more about what, the, what, what happened during the gap of our, um, you know, our leave of absence, as I like to call. We were just on leave. We weren't permanently gone. We always mm-hmm. had desires of wanting to bring it back, and I think we both are in a better place now, um, you know, with just our uh, demands of each other's lives and kids getting a little bit older, a little bit easier to maintain. Corey gets to sleep through the night now, opposed to, you know, getting 30 minute naps through the night with his twins waking up. And, um, I've, I've been with my job now for about two years and doing, doing pretty well and have a pretty good grasp of it. So excited to be back, man. Um, favorite yeah. thing that's happened since, since we've talked. Since the last time we did the podcast, um, football related or not? Let's do both. Um, see not football related probably my thesis I, like i've just been i've been working a year for an, a year straight on one specific assignment and it has it's like 70 pages long it's like uh like 
you know, 42 books and a bibliography I had to read to make it happen. It's the hardest thing I've ever done for sure. And it's caused me like very little sleep. So the fact that it's like pretty much done and like I've gotten really good feedback on it, it's like, oh, thank goodness that's over. Um, football related. I mean, it's it's got to be lifting the Champions League trophy. But I feel like Barcelona was almost mm. right there with it. Like, I mean, it, it it wouldn't have been, Barcelona wouldn't have been what it was if we didn't go on to win it. Yeah. Like, it would have just been like, that was such a crazy game. Yeah. But now it's like, this is this key moment, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Champions League final. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, um, what about you? I got my purple belt in jiu-jitsu, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, in doing so, my confidence, yeah. my confidence grew a lot. And uh, I had a... My brother can beat up your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I had a employee of mine who had just gotten cut by the Tennessee Titans um, and would talk all this smack about, you know, he was all a six foot four, 300 pounds, defensive lineman. And I would just talk smack to him all the time that, dude, like, I get you on the mat, I'm going to tear you up. And uh, I finally took him to the gym one time and uh, I was right. I was able to, you know, control him. I, I got him into mount. He catapulted me off of him because he can bench like 400 pounds. But in the process of fighting this uh, giant superhuman athlete, I uh, tore two discs in my lower back and have been kind of nurturing that injury. And so put on a little uh, injury weight, uh, <laughs> you know, being compounded by some Corona weight going on right now. Um, <laughs> so, but that was, that was a big highlight. I mean, you know, you've trained jiu-jitsu for, I mean, we've, we've been training for roughly the same amount of time intermittently. Um, but, you know, those belts, they're not given away. You, you earn those and you sink a lot of yourself and sacrifice a lot of your body and, and you know, surely have put some extra eight years on my life. Um, I mean, taking a few extra years off my life. From uh, I'll be I'll, I'll definitely be walking around with a cane and you know some, some support um, when I'm when I'm an older man. But you know outside of that, the Reds, you know uh, Barcelona was unbelievable. I as close as I've ever been to fainting um, from being <laughs> perfectly coherent and alive. Uh, I cried. I I I I couldn't control myself crying. I've never had a sporting experience like that, and. You know, God bless my my boss because the the day that we won, I called him and didn't have any money, didn't have any plan. I said, I've got to go to Madrid. And he was like, <laughs> all right. So I took a 24-hour trip to fly from Nashville. I flew into Rome, then Rome to Madrid. Um, took me 24 hours. It's like an eight-hour direct flight. Had like a 12-hour layover <laughs> in Rome. Then, you know, didn't, didn't get to Madrid until like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and the next day was the final. So I had that. Um, I got to go to Madrid and be, I wasn't at the game, couldn't get a ticket. LeBron, Linza Pizzuti, um, in air, all those <laughs> bastards completely stone cold ghosted me on Instagram. I, I literally, I DM LeBron and Linza Pizzuti every single day for about six weeks and they never responded. Uh, I was like, surely <laughs> they would have some mercy and just throw, throw a dude a ticket, but um, no bones there. But yeah, I was in Madrid and uh, I was in a pub with a bunch of strangers, mostly scousers in a, a, a small little suburb, uh, suburb of the city. And, you know, I, it's just something 
unbelievable. I remember FaceTiming you after walking from the pub in Madrid back to my Airbnb, which I slept in some lady's like spare bedroom. It was real weird and awkward. <laughs> and it was, uh, man, you know, I, I just remember, I remember the stories about Istanbul and the people who went there saying, you know, that's something that they'll never forget. Right. And then Kiev just wasn't possible. You know, it's like, it's literally flying to Russia. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's very hard to get to. It's not easy. You know, flying from the States across is, was just not feasible at that point in my life. And, but, you know, then to see all the videos from Shevchenko Park and the, you know, where kind of that whole fan park culture was created for us, um, I knew I had to go to Madrid. Madrid was accessible. It was relatively cheap. I was freaking working full time, Ubering all day on my days off to try to save some extra money because I told my wife, like, I, I will pay for this 100% on my own without going into savings, without any extra bills. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was driving Uber after work and on my days off to pay for it. And, you know, took me 24 hours to fly there. I was in Madrid for two days and 24-hour flight back home. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, an experience I'll never, ever forget. <laughs> for many reasons yeah for many reasons which we'll divulge in future podcasts yeah all i remember was you sending me a text that said oh, a screenshot of you texting gibbo from the anfield rap <laughs> and saying hey i just got in are you guys just laying low tonight and him just saying lol and sending you an address yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. that was wild man because you don't you know i've never been to a super bowl or been anywhere like to a national championship game, anything like that. But it, it was wild to be in, in Madrid, you know, which is a very footy, crazy town. Um, but yeah. to see the red everywhere. I mean, you know, I was there at the in the plaza for the fan party, and, you know, they're saying there was between 50,000, 60,000 people there. And I was I was fortunate enough to be tagging along with some people that had some pretty cool access and got, a, you know, with the Anfield Rap and, and you know, have, have really become buddies of mine. And, you know, we're excited to have some of those guys join us in future calls as well. But it, it was surreal, man. You're seeing all these people play the music. You see Jamie up there playing, you know, the most solid song, Virgil van Dyke mm-hmm. song. And, dude, just the debauchery I saw in that fan park. I mean, I saw people pissing in cups and sitting them on the ground. Everybody's got a case of warm beer sitting on the ground, just drinking like eighty degree beer. I was as hungover as I've ever been in my life from the like four hours I hung out with uh, the lads from from Anfield Rap at some crazy arcade bar. Um, but yeah, we'll save more of the details till Gibbo can get on because I'm sure he'll piece some of it together for me. Well, I'll just tell you my my experience because it was way less. Something that I found though is like. You know, I have, I have some friends here that I watch the matches with, but they're just like nowhere near into it as I am. So it's always weird being like, yeah, let's throw this big party. Everyone come over here and watch my game. And watch, you know, watch the Reds in the Champions League final. And everyone's like, oh, cool, they won. And I'm just like the one person in the room that's like, all right, how do I awkwardly break down in tears <laughs> right now without you guys like worrying about you guys glaring at me about like how weird I'm responding to all this. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Is I mean, I'm sure you have the same experience, but anytime you go to something that's like that emotional for you, it's like, you know, your wife will be sitting there and she's just like looking at you instead of watching what you're watching. And you're like, stop looking at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy this and cry. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, especially being in the States, you know, and I'm so happy to see the footy cultures growing, you know, by the mm-hmm. by the minute here. You know, Nashville just got their own soccer team, which I went to the first home game, which was a lot of fun um, before Big Rona shut it down. Um, we've, but like you said, you know, talking to people about footy in the States, like I I almost don't have time or patience for it. Like as much as you want to be like spreading the gospel and trying to recruit everybody. It's like when I meet someone who goes, Oh, you like Liverpool? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oh, I'll, I'll watch soccer too. And I'm like, shut up. No, you don't. You know, it's like, it's like me going to like a Westminster kennel club dog show and going, I like dogs. Like, I don't like dogs like that. You know what I mean? Like I can go, oh, that's a cute dog. Oh, that's a pretty dog. That's that's essentially what you're saying to me when you go, I like soccer. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. You like, okay, it's cute. I understand you can get into it. You played it when you were a child. Like, yeah, this is a religion to me, and like, truly, the thing I worship more. And my wife will tell you, like, when I wake up, the first thing I think about is Liverpool. Before I go to sleep, it's Liverpool. It's like I kiss, I kiss her goodnight, and then I say a prayer for for Jurgen and the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> you roll you roll over to your picture of yeah. your and you get them good night. <laughs> I have the same experience. Like I'll, like yeah, I don't really know too many people who are very into to to Liverpool at all, but um at my last class session that I had, we had a new student and he was sitting in front of me and I have I have the Angel Rap sticker on my MacBook. Yeah, me too. So he like turned around and he was like, Are you a Liverpool fan? And I was like, Yes. How do you, like you saw that sticker and you know, so you know yeah. you are in. But you just looked at me and said, "Are you a Liverpool fan?" And then he shows me he has the red New Balances on. Oh, wow. 125 years. And he's like, uh, and immediately his first introduction is like, "I'm not like a bandwagon guy. I've loved them for 10 years." And I was like, "All right, we're on the same level." He's like, "What's your favorite game?" Uh, uh, he's like, "What's your favorite game?" Mine's the five four against Norwich City when Lolana scored in the 96th. And I was like. All right, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Michael Scott meets Ricky Gervais yeah, and David Brent. <laughs> yeah, when he meets David Brent, totally get each other. <laughs> yeah, they just hug each other. Yeah, that was the exact moment. He did the whole uh, Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's funny, man. It, it's hard. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a hard life being you know a, a U.S. supporter over here and having to deal with it, but I mean, it's brought some of the craziest, this podcast has brought, you know, some of the craziest experiences of our life. And, you know, the people, we went to Liverpool um, together. We went, you know, did, did the stuff with our friends at the Anfield Rap and they've done our shows and, you know, that's what ended up eventually getting me to Madrid. So to even think about like how our little podcast starting, you know, what, three years ago now ended up in me being able to go to the final and have people to hang out with and not just be there, be there alone experiencing. But it was, uh, it's been, it's been a fun break, man, but I'm super excited to be back, man. We're, we're the best team on earth, regardless of what anyone says, you know, we're, mm. I hate, I just hate seeing the momentum broken from, from what we were about to do, because I still feel, you know, whatever happens at the end of this, these guys are going to have so much energy and be so refreshed. They're going to come out and just put nine on the board and, <laughs> yeah. and just shut down every league record that's ever been broken. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been the most fun I've had watching yeah. Liverpool. It's just, 
every single game you go in and that's it's it's so weird over like you know a few years and you know thinking like our first season that we started recording if you go back we have a man cry because we have a two i think a two nil loss to whole city away and now we're like like you know how about we win it's crazy You there? Sorry, I think I might have some. Uh, yeah, delusion. Yeah, we're there. Okay, good deal. Um, you know, as we uh, talk about kind of what we want to do and go through, you know, let's kind of relive some of the highlights of it. I know Madrid was there, but you got any uh, goals or moments that stand out that that we've not been able to discuss, kind of in this fashion? <sighs> I feel like the the main highlights in my mind are from this season. I'm trying to think of the last season, some things that stood out. Just like everything just goes to that Barcelona match, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mane's goal against Bayern Whew. was one of the best goals that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think the, that, cam, that camera angle from behind that you get to see Virgil kind of put that backspin on that ball and Sadio mm-hmm. catch it and just putting Neuer on his ass, um, broke his heels. Like, he couldn't have crossed him over with a basketball facing him harder than he did. And just, <laughs> and, and then the finish, you know, was just sublime. Uh, that that wasn't great. That was just a – that was something you'll never see again. Cool story. I was in Rome during the uh, the Watford match where Sadio did that back – that no-look back heel on the keeper. When he was when he was messing or wasn't messing, yeah, is that his four goals? Was he yeah. had four goals that night? I believe it was. Like that. Um, that was wild, and it's just crazy. Every time I see that clip, as they show it a lot here on NBC, where we get to watch a lot, it always just takes me back to that moment, standing in this pub in the middle of Rome, like by myself at night. My wife and I were on vacation, but her and my son were asleep, and and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go out, man. You know, we were incredible. We were chasing down the league. And, uh, you know, we were still within touching distance until fucking Vincent Company. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most brutal goal ever. I tell you. But, you know, perfect Reds fashion, come back, you know, win mm-hmm. the whole first half of the season, like on the bounce. <laughs> uh, really put together, you know, something spectacular. And it's been a blast to watch, too. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, highlights. Highlights this season, I like to think of uh, – the Villa game, um, yeah, that that comes to mind immediately. I was in I was in class, so I have class like once a once a month basically, mm-hmm. um, and it's like all weekend long. It's like you know two to nine on Friday, eight to five on Saturday, so super long. But I have uh, so I'm like sitting in class for most of the Saturday games whenever I had them. So I have to sit there and act like I'm listening to this lecture and really just like turn the brightness down on my screen so the people next to me can't see me watching this game and turn the volume all the way down. And then that happens, that ending, and I have to try to stay calm and act like I'm not just in absolute ecstasy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Remember the the Robbo pass to Trent and then Trent defeated back to Robbo for Robbo to score the, the full-back to full-back assist and goal. That was, uh, that Salzburg, was fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what you, you sent me that text. Uh, hey Siri, how do I uh, defend against a left back splitting my center back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows the answer. I think, uh, I think about Lalana scoring late, scoring late against the Manx to, to save us yeah. 
our our undefeated season up to that point. Um, I, I think one of my favorite games of all time is Leicester away. Oh, this um, is a beatdown. I was really convinced that they were going to beat us. I was like, you know, we haven't slipped up yet. This is going to be the one. They are playing so well. Like, they're clearly, at that point, it, the second best team in the league. I mean, they weren't in second. But the way they were playing was just so, they were so on it. And it was, we always have a, a rough time going to King Power. Yeah, I, hate I was going like, there. really sure that this was going to be rough. And then to see just a 4 0 beatdown and one of the greatest performances I've ever seen from us, where, it, and it was great. It was great because it was away. Because, you know, it's, it's great to have the fortress of Anfield and to say, like, no one wants to come to Anfield. Good luck, Barcelona. All the best. All that stuff. But to know that, like, to have one of those performances where you go away and you just, like, you can't blame it on anything other, like, there, there's no crowd that gets the defense, you know, the other team and makes them feel uneasy. And that's why you can't blame it on that. You, you just have to watch that game on its merits without any other, you know, criteria and say the Reds are the best team in the world. That was the, I mean, I remember early in the season just going, we're getting so lucky. Like we're getting lucky. Like, and, and it wasn't luck. It was like hard work. It was being, we were out fighting everybody, but we had, we weren't, I don't think we were playing well. You know what I mean? Like we were giving up a lot. Of, we were giving up chances early. You know, Allison missed the first part of the season. Um, Adrian kept us in, but we're, defense wasn't right. And that was probably out of it. We weren't putting a lot of balls in the back of the net, you know, winning by one goal here and there. Um, but that was the first time it really felt like the swag of this team mm-hmm. come in and to put it just to put that marker down coming in. Um, you know, that was right around Christmas, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. right around New Year's. Was it was a Yeah. Um and then, you know, Trent just putting that nail in the coffin at the end mm-hmm. there from you know, just just flexing everything about Liverpool that we would like to flex in one game. That was it. Yeah. Um, I wish we would, we, I, you know, I would have rather taken a one, one draw there and save that flex for something down the road um, to keep us undefeated. But we, uh, you know, Watford going to Watford. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy way. It was one of those ones where I have this, I have a friend that is kind of interested in, in football. And I was like, Hey, you should come over and watch a Liverpool game. It's like, this is going to be the one. Us versus Watford? Yeah. We're going to smash him. He's going to get really into this. And I'm going to have another friend to invite over. It's going to be great. I never invited him over again. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly <laughs> cursed. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, one thing we haven't really talked about a lot is just where we're at in the world and everything's going on. Um, you know, we live in different states, got different things going on with our own governments and locally and, and something with uh, Corona going on. Um, I have a very good friend, my actually my mentor who lives in California is very, very ill. He's been sick for about three weeks with the virus. And, um, you know, my work, I, I had to go through furloughing most of my team two days ago, which was heartbreaking. Um, my team's is, is regularly recognized as one of the best teams in North America and, you know, watching these people that have given me everything and sacrificed a lot to, to progress our mission, um, has, has, you know, really did a number on me mentally and emotionally. And what's it like for you? You, <laughs> I would say you're a bit more cautious than I am considering, um, you ain't left your house in about six weeks or something. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like caught on pretty early. I guess I was just, I listened to podcasts all day at work. So I was like, I wonder if there's anything to this. 
And then I finally, you know, I listened to a podcast and it was like, oh, this is coming. So I had Hannah go, you know, go to the store and stock up. I have not less, left my house in three or four weeks. <laughs> I work I work from home now. Um, work approved me to work from home. So I literally like just go into my backyard. Um, Hannah, my wife, went to Costco the other day. I told her to bring home a pandemic amount of groceries. And she brought home the volcano underneath Yellowstone exploded <laughs> amount of groceries. Like... Well, I never have to leave again. Yeah, like, I went to uh, more than a month's worth of grocery. You know, right when the whole panic was setting in, everybody was on their toilet paper runs, which I never got because just poop shower. Like, I just, I, like, when it comes down yeah. to it, I don't need toilet paper to save the day, right? That's, I'm much more concerned about the food I'm going to eat. Um, but I remember going to the grocery store one day and it was the first time I became, like, really concerned um, because it was just, like everything was empty. Like there was no food left and yeah. uh, it made me like, so I just bought up everything that they had left. I came home, <laughs> which is like in random frozen food, this, you know, I bought a, a ton of those just frozen packs of giant chickens some big old things of ribs. Like if it comes down to it, I've got food for a couple of months, but um, you know, I think the economic impact to all of us, I, I, I've been able to work from home sometimes, but I still mostly have to go into the office um, even though we've shut down our showroom and stuff like that, it's just easier for me to work from my office than, than be at home, um, and do so. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a, a crazy experience. I told you I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person. Um, and I'm like right at the end of grad school. So I'm just like, and I'm working from home. So my life has not changed very much. Like I don't go see a few people that I leave the house to go see and I don't drive out to work. But besides that, you know, I get to see my family all the time. My kids come in here and just, you know, <laughs> we have a, a running game where the girls are not allowed in, in today's office. But if I get up to get a glass of water and I leave the door open, they will run into me. So I like go out and get a glass of water and then just sprinting right by me the second I'm out. <laughs> and they both jump into my chair and say, this is my chair. This is my laptop. And then, you know, I like wrestle them out and stuff. So, but like, you know, that kind of breaks up the day. It's, I told Anna, like, I, I know that like there's a lot going on right now and, and, and it's really hard for a lot of people and, and that's awful. Uh, but personally, like my experience has just been like, <laughs> so, I haven't been this happy. I've been, I've been preparing for this my whole life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I, I came home and I was like, I'm not getting this stuff. I'm taking vitamins every day. The drink is going way down. I'm exercising every day. We in boot camp over here. It's yeah, been great. I, uh, most people would say I'm probably the most social, more social out of the two of us. But uh -huh. I spend so much of my life like leading others and, and talking to people, dealing with the public and, and customer and like in a customer service capacity that when I'm home, I don't want to talk to nobody. Like I my kid, my wife, occasionally I'll, I'll, I'm okay <laughs> speaking with them, but I, um, I spend a lot of my life just communicating, uh, whether it be on the phone with, you know, customers, my work, um, working for Elon yeah. Musk has its own challenges. I'm sure you could presume. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when I come home, I like to have a bit of respite and on my days off, I don't do a ton. We've been doing more hiking and things like that, doing some more nature stuff. Cause my kid is really into that now. But uh, for the most part, it's not been that hard um, being at home yet. You know, I think it's, if there's more furloughs and unemployment and stuff like that that may come, fortunately, I've not been 
uh, I had to been laid off or, or furloughed yet, but as I said, I did in a lot of my team. So, you know, it's probably not too far away from me having to look down the barrel of that and, and deal with that, uh, personally. But yeah, we do hope, you know, our former listeners, if you're out there, you're doing well and prospering. I know we follow, still follow some of you guys. You follow us on our, on our Twitter account, which we've kept active this whole time. Um, but yeah, just stay safe. Keep protect your loved ones, man. It, it it's not a joke, man. People are getting sick very very quickly, and and a lot of people have died from. I had a client of mine who passed away, um, John Prine, the music um, the songwriter here in Nashville. He was a, a a local legend and a legend in the music industry. He passed away from coronavirus, and we sold him a new car a few months ago. So that's probably as close as home as it got here. Um, but yeah, just hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and and taking it seriously. Get some gloves. Get a mask. Who cares if you look goofy? I was walking. Sure. Out, I was walking into the liquor store the other day to get some mimosa stuff, and I walked in with my mask and my black gloves and my hat and my sunglasses on. And I'm like, in all other traditional times, these guys would be panicking <laughs> that I'm walking into the liquor store looking like I'm about to rob them. But like, I walk in and they just wave and like, oh, just go about your business. And I was like, yeah, these are definitely weird times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Hannah, Hannah goes out and goes gets Costco, or you know, she has to do any. Um, grocery shopping while I'm working or something like that. It is straight up uh, a twenty three nine twenty three nineteen from Monsters Inc. That's what happens every time she comes back in. It's just like, don't even talk to me, don't touch anything, go straight to the shower. Here's the here's the Lysol and Clorox bleach. Mm-hmm. I expect yeah, you to be a few shades wider when you come out because you've scrubbed so many skin layers off. Exactly. My mother-in-law works at the uh, at the testing center here, like testing for COVID. So oh, I don't even want to FaceTime her. Sorry, I'm going to have to get off this call with you. You're too close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Transdiff property. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what's your what's been your big takeaway in the Corona? Tiger King, right? Got to be Tiger King. Got to be Tiger King. <laughs> the greatest show ever. I mean. You could not write this being fiction and it be popular. The only way that this happens is that the story is what it is and it's true. Only, <laughs> only in the freaking great state of Oklahoma. Shout out to all our <laughs> Oklahoma fans. Don't take that personally. Um, <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who lives in Oklahoma that I've known for about five or six years. And when I watched Tiger King for the first time, all I could do is text him going, I've known you for like six years now, man. And you've never told me once about a guy named Joe Exotic. And he was like, oh, yeah, that dude's really crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it right now. He's trying to offer discounts in his gift shop because an employee's arm got ripped off. Like, I don't know how you run businesses, but that is not the first step. That is the greatest moment in the history of television. Because I'm sure he throws on his... He throws on an EM, a leather EMT jacket that I'm sure he customized himself. He walks into the gift shop and says, "One, of, I'm just gonna let you guys know before anyone else does. <laughs> One of our employees had their arm ripped off by a tiger. I was, I so was truly he, surprised how long it took before they introduced meth to the conversation. Because I don't know, I don't know about you." But I was pretty sure it was it, there was somebody dabbling in it about ten <laughs> seconds into the first episode. Yeah. When your boy he's Will, like, he's whistling while he talked. said <laughs> <laughs> that gift shop part where he's like, someone you know, Tiger ripped off her arm, and then the awkward like 
half second prelude to the next sentence is like the greatest moment in the te- history of television where he it's silent and then he looks around and goes so if you guys want you guys want a rain check or some discount on some merchandise it's like who's thinking that like can i come back another time i know you've got some monsters back there that finally freaked out finally freaked out but and then uh yeah, I mean, you know a show is crazy when the mo- when the guy who is the manager of Walmart who sells munition turned campaign manager for Joe Exotic is the most normal person on the show. <laughs> uh, what about your boy throwing out the the gold nuggets uh, <laughs> at, at, at his dead husband's funeral, talking about his balls in front of his mom? <laughs> And then performing. And then performing, singing his own song. Yeah. I, how heartbroken did you find? Did you know that his music was someone else singing it? Oh, dude, I found that out. Oh, I, I was out. so bummed out. I was when I was listening to him singing. I was like, I don't think that's his voice, but like to find that out officially. I mean, it doesn't change anything for Tale me. I mean, it, probably, it actually makes it better. It makes Way it better. Down their guns. <laughs> I saw Tiger. I understand. I saw Tiger. <laughs> the Tiger saw man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Only in America. God bless you. Uh, only in America could that show exist. And then the president of our country during a pandemic be asked questions about that show. Um, Listen, hey, I just, I, I think. We, once and for all, have to say this. I know that England has given us Liverpool Football Club, but I think we're even. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Tiger game. We're even. The, the two greatest, my, our new two greatest loves in the world. All right. Well, before we wrap up, uh, give give the audience one uh, rec- Netflix recommendation to get down on if they've finished Tiger King. One Netflix recommendation. Um, oh, Send Until I Die. I'm watching it a second time. Like, I've gone straight through and re- watching it again. You yeah, can that- hear my daughter knocking on my back door. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a good season. I, th- I thought it was a lot better than the first season. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely written in sorrow. <laughs> but, yeah. But I would say, um, if you've not gotten down on Ozark season three, I've, I've really enjoyed that series. Um, extremely violent, very adult, but um, really good. And then I'm one of the people on Earth who has never watched The Sopranos, and so I am going through, and I, I'm gonna watch it all the way through. I'm, I'm not able to get into it where I'm too involved, which is surprising. It may be because it's so old, and we're just watching something old that. It just isn't as well done as what you see in new TV, um, just mm-hmm. the way it's filmed, the acting period. You know, it's just a little bit harder. But I feel, from what I've heard from everybody, I got to give it its its homage and and at least watch it one way through. So I'm working on that right now. Hmm. I haven't seen it yet, so maybe so, you gotta let me know. I've heard I've heard great things, and you know, I love mob stories. So yeah, that's I'm one sure. thing I, I do. I do like mob stories a lot as well. Um, if you haven't watched MacMillions on it's about the mcdonald's monopoly game on the hbo one yeah, the HBO it. documentary oh it's great it's about how the mob infiltrated that and all the winners were like hand selected by the mob it's really really good um like the real mob not a fake story it's a true story too so what? 
Nothing says America like McDonald's and mobs. Yeah. We're a pretty great country if we got a Tiger King and mob. <laughs> mobs winning McDonald's. Doing some of our best work right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to get a corona test, but, you know, I, I, there's some good t- programming on. Yeah, suffering inspires inspiration. So, and we're, well, <laughs> we're clearly using those creative juices in the right direction. Well, I think it's going to wrap us up here. Um, we're going to be doing this uh, probably just once a week for the moment. Um, there's not a lot of content out there regarding, you know, actually the, the players playing, but we have a lot of uh, filling in the gaps. We got some fun stories. We're going to have some guests on. Um, you know, we're going to have one of our friends from Info Rap, Gibbo, come on. I got, um, I've got a superstar celebrity guest that I just kind of fell into, which I'm pretty excited about that is a big Reds fan and, and told me he'd join our show. So, um, I'm going to get that lined up for the future to hopefully bring, uh, some, some more stuff and just some more content to help you pass the time. So, um, we're, we're excited to be back again. Thank you for letting us, uh, catch you up a little bit about what's going on. Um, we'll have a bit more, say agenda going going forward in our future shows and 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 kind of solicit some stuff that you guys want to talk from from our twitter page so uh yeah follow us at twitter at us anfield um these uh podcasts will be available on itunes and soundcloud uh exclusively so um thank you again for following us Corey. got anything before we wrap up no looking forward to just renewing this and keeping it going and i think casey mentioned it before but uh you know there was a lot last time that required a lot of extra work and when we thought about doing this again we had just thought well what was the fun part of doing this and it was just getting to talk to my brother you know and vice versa uh, about the reds you know all the time and and all the other things that about like making this into something bigger than that uh all of that became not fun after a little while so we're just gonna stick to the things that we're good at which is being brothers being stupid making final fantasy references and Liverpool references in the same episode. Um, you know, the, the content that you're really dying to see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what you can expect from here on out. And, you know, we'll just try to get these out at least once a week and have a fun time with you all. Yeah, good to be back, guys. Everybody take care, stay healthy, um, keep your mask and gloves on, and walk on. What is up, everybody?